Are you ready to live in new dimensions with the power given to you by God? Well, you've tuned in to the right podcast. Welcome to Motivated to Greatness, where we discover the greatness within. Here's your host, Jerome Bouveret. Well, welcome to the M2G podcast. I am your host, Jerome Bouveret. Let me ask you a question. Are you ready to discover the greatness within? Then let's start today's journey. Now, listen, if you haven't already done it, I need you to right now hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button to follow M2G because every week we are bringing life-changing content that I know is gonna help you live your best life. And not only will you follow, but will you help us empower others by sharing about this podcast. Listen, together we can help others discover the greatness within. Now, today's podcast, I want to talk about slaying the giant of procrastination. We have been in this series now for the last about three weeks, four weeks on slaying the giants of life. And this week, I want to talk about slaying the giant of procrastination. Listen, I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life Well, more often than not, there's been times in my life where I have simply procrastinated on something, maybe several things, whether it be a job or whether it be pursuing a dream or, or maybe doing something I know I should be doing. How do we, how do we slay that giant? Cause I think everybody at one point in time or another, and maybe even right now has had to deal with this and has struggled with how do I slay this giant? of procrastination. How do I stop procrastinating? Maybe you're saying, Jerome, you are coming down my lane tonight. So I want to talk about how do we slay, how do we overcome this giant called procrastination? Benjamin Franklin said it this way, you may delay, but time will not. And so we may delay in what we should be doing or what we know we ought to be doing, or maybe even what we want to do, but time is going to keep pressing on. And so I want to talk about how do we stop? How do we stop procrastinating in the things of life? Now, when you look up the definition of the word procrastination, it simply means this. It means to put off intentionally and habitually. I'm going to say it again, to put off intentionally and habitually. It means to delay, to lag, to loiter, to dawdle, or dally. What does dally mean? Dally means to move or to act slowly so as to fall behind. So literally, we're talking about those situations. We're talking about those things. We're talking about maybe those those hobbies or or those things that we need to do around the house or those dreams that we have or, or the calling in our life to put it off intentionally and habitually. Notice, not just intentionally, but habitually, which means to do it over and over and over again. Listen, why do so many people procrastinate and how do we overcome that? Have you ever thought about why do so many people procrastinate? But more than that, how do we overcome it? Listen, procrastination, my friends, here's the reality. Procrastination can permeate your life. It can cause you to put off both the big and the little things that we need or that we want to do. Listen, what do we do when we feel the slothful monster of procrastination trying to creep into our life? Because we're all going to experience it. We have experienced it. And I got news for you. We're going to experience it again. Listen, there is nothing wrong. Hear me closer. There is nothing wrong with spending 
a good amount of time observing the wind and watching the clouds if you're a meteorologist. Did you catch it? There's nothing wrong with dreaming. There's nothing wrong with, with just going through life at, you know, I call it flying by the seat of our pants. However, the, what good is it to study the clouds and the wind if we're not going to put that knowledge to use and be a meteorologist? See, if you're someone who is making observations of the wind and the clouds, per se, instead of or to avoid doing work that you need to be doing, then there is plenty wrong with it. There's plenty wrong with not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, there's plenty wrong with that if we're just living and kind of surviving and going through life. Or if you're sitting idly by, I know I've done this, maybe you're sitting by and you're idly waiting for the quote-unquote perfect time to do a particular chore, to accomplish a particular thing, or, or to pursue a particular dream. Maybe you're, maybe you're waiting for that perfect time and you're waiting for that thing to kick into place. Then it could be, you ready for it? That you might just put it off forever. So what do we need to do? We need to make up our mind right now, right here. We need to make up our mind to get up and to get going. Just take one step towards completing that goal, my friend. One step towards completing that, that, that goal, that dream, that vision, that business, whatever the case may be. Because once we start to make a step, we're in the process. We're working on it. But the step is the first key. There's something just wonderful, and if I can say it this way, right, about doing what we need to do when we need to do it. There's something solid about that experience, something that is liberating, something that is good, something that feels like, like empowerment. Listen, I, I'm not, I'm not going to borrow Nike's slogan, but, but when I say it, it solves so many life's problems, what do we need to do? Just do it. Just do it. Just make that step. Take that progress. Make that that move towards doing what you know to, you need to be doing. Doing what you know you need to be completing. Doing what you know you need to be working on. So we're talking about how do we slay the giant of procrastination? Why is this so important? Because God sees and he is concerned with even the most intricate details of your life. Listen, when we invite him in, there is hope even for us that have a tendency to be a procrastinator. What is procrastination? Procrastination is the thief of time. It's the thief of time. What does the Bible say about procrastination? Is there really, Jerome, is there really anything in God's word that addresses this kind of behavior? Yes, absolutely there is. The Bible actually addresses, well, any and every kind of behavioral challenge possible, including procrastination. Listen, my friends, you, you've got to hear me. Procrastination, you know what it is? It is the destroyer of the blessings in our lives. Procrastination will destroy the blessings from flowing in our life. It can rob us of self-confidence. It can rob us of reliability. And ultimately, it can rob us of personal peace. Have you ever experienced that? You procrastinated and procrastinated and procrastinated something you needed to do, you needed to do, you put it off to the last minute, and now all of a sudden you're rushing trying to get it done. What's happening is this, is you are losing and letting go of your personal peace. Proverbs 18 and 9 says this, he also who is slack in his work is brother to him who destroys. Notice, 
He puts the one that is slack or relaxed or lazy in their work or what they know they ought to be doing equivalent to somebody that destroys things. Listen, maybe you're one of these people like I am at times, more often than not, I want to admit it, but maybe putting off the things that we know we should be doing. See, making a habit, my friends, of putting off things, it's really related to having a lack of self-control. Really, when we when we put things off, when we put things off, it, it's really a self-control issue. And remember that self-control, or the Bible calls it temperance, it's among the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5.23. It lists nine fruit of the Spirit there, nine things that we need to have in our life if we're going to consider ourselves to, to be a spiritual and a righteous and a good person. See, when we learn to live in the Spirit, when we learn to live by the direction of the Holy Spirit, what happens? We become empowered by the Holy Spirit. Scripture teaches us that while Satan can control our flesh, our spirit man can rise above him and take back control over our flesh. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that enables us to transcend weaknesses that are in our life. In you know, in in the church world, we do we talk about fasting. We talk about praying. Fasting is is sustaining from from not just food. I mean, that's part of it, but but sustaining from your favorite television program, or sustaining from alcohol, or sustaining giving up something. And what happens is when we fast and when we pray, that allows us to transcend and temporarily suspend our fleshly desires, our need for food, and our human spirit can tap into the spirit of God. And all of those weaknesses and all of those things that we struggle with, all of those things come under subjection. Listen, there are several things that we put off because of these reasons right here. The, the reason why we put things off, I'm just going to give us a few of them, is because of laziness and, and slothfulness. Sometimes, let's just be honest, sometimes we're just lazy. <laughs> sometimes we're just lazy. We just don't want to do it. Next is fear and apprehension. Sometimes we put things off because we're fearful of what if it doesn't work? Or what if it's not successful? Or what if I can't do it? Or what if I fall short? Or what are people going to think? Next is doubt and uncertainty. We talked about slaying the giant of doubt. Just it, I believe it was on the last po- or several podcasts ago. Go back and listen to it. Doubt is one of the reasons we put things off. We don't think it's going to turn out right. Or, or we, don't, we don't have the confidence in ourselves to be able to accomplish something. Or maybe it's a habit. You know, we we are habitually, remember what I said about procrastination? It's habitually putting something off. Maybe it's just a habit that we have where, where that's just what we've always done. Maybe we grew up in an environment where things were just put off. Next is angst or anxiety. We procrastinate because we have anxiousness. Maybe maybe that's you. You say, you know what, Jerome? That is me. I have anxious when I when I know I'm supposed to be going out and doing something new, or or when I think about launching that business, or I think about or writing that book, or I think about stepping out and going back to college to get my degree. I have this anxiety that builds up on. Listen, folks, I have traveled the world. I have been to numerous nations, preached in front of thousands of people, and do you know that I still deal with anxiety and anxiousness every time I have to get up and speak and preach and and train and develop. I deal with anxiety. Why? Because it's something on the inside of me that just comes up. So we put things off because of those reasons. Not, Not only is it wrong to procrastinate, but it is unhealthy 
to allow ourselves to remain paralyzed by doubt, paralyzed by uncertainty, paralyzed by fear, paralyzed by laziness and weakness. Second Timothy 1 and 7, the apostle Paul is writing to the spiritual son Timothy, and he says this, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God, which is in you, by the laying out of my hands, for God, has, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Notice, God didn't give us fear. God doesn't make us anxious. God doesn't make us lazy. He doesn't make us doubt. All of these things are tactics from the adversary. All of these things are tactics for even from our human nature to want us to not progress and want us to procrastinate. So God has not given you fear, but what has he given you? He's given you power. He's given you love and he's given you a sound mind, a sound thought process. Therefore, if God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, and if the, the lack of self-control is not of God, then it should be obvious where these negative human traits come from. Listen, had Adam and Eve not sinned in the Garden of Eden, none of us would be struggling today against what we struggle with. None of us would be struggling with, with, with the personal evils or, or procrastination or doubt or anxiety. You know what we do when we procrastinate? We put things off. We put off things that are big and small. Listen, it is possible to become so good at procrastination. It can, become, it, be, it can be possible, my friends, to become so good at procrastinating that so many things can actually become piled up so high that all of a sudden now you're stressed out. Have you ever been there? And over the mere number of things you need to do, you get stressed because you keep putting them off. And by the time you reach this quote unquote black level, black belt level of, of procrastination, we should know that it all of a sudden has become a major handicap in our life. And then it is time for change. If you're listening right now and you say, no, Jerome, I put things off. I put things off. I put things off. I know I should do it. I just know I should do it. And they keep piling up and piling up. And all of a sudden the deadline gets closer and closer and closer and closer. Well, when you, when you find that this is an issue in your life, which all of us struggle with at some point in time, I'm talking about being a continuous thing. All of a sudden you, re you need to realize it's time for a change. See, in its chronic stages, procrastination instead of moving things aside to allow uh, to allow the placing of one thing ahead of doing something else what does it do it creates a blockade to achieving anything that's what procrastination does it creates a blockade to, to where we just we just we, it starts maybe with one thing and then it spears off into another thing and then another thing it becomes a mental brick wall that can become formidable near nearly impossible to break through if we continue to allow it to just to go and to go and to go and to go. Are you seeing yet how we need to conquer and slay the giant of procrastination? Why do we sometimes allow ourselves to put up these walls erected by procrastination? Some people say, well, it's just outright laziness. No, that's not necessarily true. Or maybe, maybe more often, maybe is it caused by fear? that maybe completing that task might just change our lives and we're just not comfortable with the idea of change. Listen, I'm not talking about big change. I, I'm, talk, I'm, I'm not talking about big change here. I'm talking about mundane, everyday things that can bring about even the slightest little change in the way you've done things for years in the past. Maybe, maybe it means rearranging and straightening the garage a certain way or the basement or, or moving this here or moving that there. What, what, what will happen? 
well, sometimes we're afraid for change because we want to remember how things were. Can I tell you something? The past, living in the past is always an enemy to getting to and laying a hold of your future. Period. So so sometimes we procrastinate because we, we don't want to let go of the way things were. Listen, I believe, listen to me, hear me close. I believe the fear of change within us can be so evil, so insidious that we don't even know it's there and that it can sometimes be manifested in the exercising of tight control over personal space, something that we can control. If I can control my life, if I can control the way things happen, if I can control my bubble, if I can control my space, then I know everything will be all right. Listen, I, I'm talking about the little things that we don't even want to change. Maybe it's clearing off the desk or straightening up and cleaning out a closet. So, Have you ever done this? Maybe you're one of these people that you allow books and papers and, and clothing and shoes and, and personal personal belongings just become piled up in, in, in piles around your house or on your counter. Listen, I... I'm not talking about the clutter that forms when you're working on a project. Listen, I'm the type of guy when I'm working on something, when I'm wrenching on something, I got every tool that I own out, I think. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the months, maybe even years of pileup that happens gradually and that can get out of hand. Listen, if we allow these quote unquote pileups to happen in our life, and I'm not talking about physical things, I'm talking about spiritual things, I'm talking about emotional things. If we allow these pileups to occur, let me help you. It can become easy to pretend that you actually have a system in place and that you're only keeping things a certain way because you know where everything is. Have you, have you ever made that excuse? I've made, it, made that excuse at times. Well, I got this pile because I know exactly where everything is. But the truth, the truth is, it's probably related to the fear of changing how you do things. And maybe even a little bit of laziness because you don't want to have to deal with it. Listen, it takes less effort to put something in a pile than to organize it or create a filing system for it. And, and even though that filing system may be the better solution, it's actually must, much easier in the short to just throw it wherever to place it, everything wherever it is, where, wherever you want to put it. How do we get these bad habits? And maybe I'm hitting with you tonight. How do we get these bad habits? Do we really need to involve God in something that can seem to be such a mundane ma matter in our life? Absolutely. What is procrastination? Procrastination, while it might seem like a mundane thing, can actually derail your life, my friends. It can derail it in so many ways. It can cause us uh, to, to delay in work projects that are important to our personal life or, or projects maybe that are in our family life or, or in our career, our job. It can impede the efforts of others by, by not doing our part. Do you know that there are people that suffer because we don't do our part, whether it be at work or in family or, on the, or, or whatever the case may be? People can suffer because we procrastinate. Procrastination will cause you to avoid making important, important and even necessary decisions and commitments. It will cause us to stop becoming involved habitually and health-damaging, time-wasting behavior, such as not having any kind of physical activity and being, being a couch potato. 
Procrastination will cause these things in our life. Procrastination will cause you to be late for appointments or irresponsibly avoiding attending to financial obligations and commitments. Listen, you know what else procrastination does? Is it overloads others by forcing them to have to complete our task and our responsibilities. Listen, if we want to break the habit of procrastination, and maybe you've tried, but you don't believe that maybe you could do it in your own strength, then it may be that reaching out to God is exactly what you need to do. So, so, so stir up the gifts of God. You may ask him to be in your life in all ways, large and small. That's what we need to do. God have your way in every area of my life. Listen, ending this habit of procrastination may seem small, but can I tell you something? Who knows what you might be able to accomplish once you learn to stop putting things off. Sometimes it is much easier to hide away and put things off than to find the courage needed to face that challenge. Listen, remember, as long as we live in this physical body, as long as we're living in this physical body, we are going to face physical and mental challenges. Why? Because our bodies are made of flesh. We are physically and mentally chained to the temptations and the weaknesses of the flesh. Uh, we're, we, we are mentally and physically chained to, to the temptation to, to do wrong and the temptation to procrastinate, the temptation to not want to move forward. And so for this reason, it is not possible to overcome any of our weaknesses completely. What do I mean by that statement? As long as you got breath in your body, you're going to fight procrastination if that's a weakness. As long as you got breath in your body, you're going to fight uh, 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 um, the, the, the habits in your life. As long as you got breath in your body, but it doesn't mean you have to, they have to control you. I was just having a conversation with somebody the other day and we were talking about deliverance. You know, what does it mean to truly be delivered from something? Well, my, my my definition of deliverance is having control over that which once controlled you. That's deliverance. I'm delivered from alcoholism because I have control over that which once controlled me. That's the definition of deliverance. Listen, we have to understand that we can overcome and we can break this thing called procrastination in our life. But how are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? Well, first of all, I want to ask you a question. What happens to a procrastinator's dreams? What happens to a procrastinator's dreams? What happens when you, you have dreams in your life, but you procrastinate, you procrastinate, you procrastinate? Listen, I know from my own experiences that, that if I always look at something as standing between me and my ability to get it done, no matter what it is, that I don't ever really hold myself responsible for not doing it. This is wrong thinking because the end result of all procrastination is destruction. That's the end result. What happens if I don't overcome this? What happens if I don't break this giant of procrastination? What's going to happen is there's going to be destruction of progress. There's going to be destruction of accomplishment. There's going to be destruction of dreams and ultimately Human potential in the spirit man is going to be destroyed. What happens to a procrastinator's dreams? What happens when we begin to just continue to live in that procrastination? Langston Hughes. He's a Harlem Renaissance poet. He wrote a po poem entitled A Dream Deferred. And although he wasn't necessarily speaking of procrastination, I want to read it to you. Because I believe his words are so true. Listen to what he said. Langston Hughes said this, what happens to a dream deferred? 
Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat or crust and sugar over like a syrup sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load or does it just explode? What is the point of that poem, Jerome? What was Langston Hughes saying? He is saying that we can never really know what might have been. What happens to unrealized potential, to dreams that are put on the back burner? Whenever any of our dreams get put aside or left to rot for any reason, what happens, my friends, is we're missing out. Our whole life through, we're missing out on what could have been. See, when any of us procrastinates, what are we waiting for? Why do we often defer to the very thing that we want to do more than anything else to some later date? Why do we hold off on it? Maybe we're, maybe we're waiting to become more perfect or we're waiting for the perfect time. I think that deferring dreams has a lot to do with the fear of success and the fear of failure. Listen, what does dreaming do? Dreaming allows us the freedom of never having to worry about losing control of how things turn out in the dream. That's what dreaming does. Listen, here's what we need to do. We need to learn to break this giant of procrastination. How do we end it? How do we end this giant? How do I stop allowing this thing to control me? Well, begin by making a list of the steps that you need to do and to take right now to get yourself in motion. What do I need to do to get myself moving forward? What I need to do to get myself motivated? What I need to do to get myself moving in the right direction? Listen, it doesn't matter whether whether you want to accomplish it in a small thing or a big dream. Remember this one statement, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Listen, let me give you a tip. What do I do? You, you scribble down anything you can think of at first just to get that list started. Then after you write that list of things that you know you need to be getting done, no matter what it is, you start brainstorming that list. You, you edit and you organize those thoughts. You, you put those things at the top of the list that, that are most immediately doable. What can I get done right now and not procrastinate in any longer? What do we need? We need to start that list with things that we can do fairly easily just to get started. Why? Why am I saying just start with a small step? Why am I saying just start with something small? Because when you accomplish that, you now have the drive and the persistence and the desire to accomplish something even bigger. See, start with that list. Those things requiring a little more effort should come next on that list. Start with the small things and then allow the task to maybe get a little bit harder. And then finally, when you get the bottom of the list, the things that the things that you're 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 seeming as you're seeing as seemingly impossible, you're accomplishing. Listen, Abraham Lincoln said this. You cannot escape the responsibility of tomorrow by evading it today. So how are we going to slay the giant of procrastination? Start with a little step. Start moving in the direction of accomplishing that thing, getting it done. Maybe, maybe it's it's you want to start getting up earlier for work. Well, start with setting your alarm 10 minutes earlier than normal and then gradually build it up to 15 or 20 or 30, whatever they can. Or, or maybe it's exercise. Maybe it's walking uh, around the block if you live in town or, or maybe maybe half a mile, whatever the case may be, starting in those small steps. But see, here's the reality. We cannot escape, escape the responsibility of tomorrow because tomorrow has responsibilities by evading it 
today. Proverbs 10 and 5 says this, he who gathers during summer and takes advantage of his opportunities is a son who acts wisely. But he who sleeps during the harvest and ignores the moment of opportunity is a son who acts shamefully. What, what, what was the writer of Proverbs saying? What was, what was he trying to say to us? He was saying, listen, don't procrastinate. Be wise. Build up. Accomplish those things. We can break this giant of procrastination. You do not have to procrastinate any longer. Why? Because I want you to remember, again, the words of Abraham Lincoln, you cannot escape the responsibility of tomorrow by evading it today. Listen, if you have any ideas for any podcast topics or something you'd like to hear us teach on here on M2G, listen, our announcer is going to come in a minute. Stay on the podcast. He's going to come in a minute and share with you how you can submit those ideas in an easy and efficient manner. Now, listen, I need your help. Listeners, friends of M2G, I need your help. Listen, will you consider helping us just a little financially, just a little bit? Listen, here's what we're doing. Listen, will you consider joining with what we're calling $5 Fridays? Whether it be one Friday a month or two Fridays, three Fridays, every Friday, if you as a faithful listener would be willing to invest a minimum donation of $5 on one or more Fridays per month, we can not only keep this podcast coming and not only continue to expand, but we can also expand in other areas and do, start doing, getting the equipment and doing lives. So will you consider, $5, we spend more than $5 on a Starbucks coffee. $5 Friday. Will you help us expand our opportunities to help countless others through empowerment and growth platforms? Listen, you can give securely right through our website, www.kbif.info. Again, www.kb is in boy, if.info. We have Cash App. It's dollar sign Kingdom. That's capital K I N G D O M. Kingdom with a capital K, lowercase I-N-G-D-O-M, capital B, capital I, capital F. Or we also have Venmo. We just added this Venmo. Again, it's capital K, lowercase I-N-G-D-O-M, capital B, capital I, capital F. All of these methods are listed on our website, www.kbif.info. All of your giving is tax deductible and appreciated. So I want to say to you that whether it be a one-time donation or monthly commitment, we say thank you. Now here's our announcer to once again share our website information and how you can stay connected with and partner to all things motivated to greatness. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Motivated to Greatness. We hope that you were encouraged to find your greatness within. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes of Motivated to Greatness with Jerome Bouveret. If you have a topic idea that you would like to hear discussed or simply have questions, please email your requests to kingdombif at gmail.com. Again, that's kingdombif at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Would you like to receive weekly M2G mobile empowerments? If so, please text M2G to 31996. That's the letter M, the number two, and the letter G to 31996. We want you to stay empowered. Here at M2G, we believe in the power of prayer. If you have a prayer request and would like for us to agree with you, 
We have a team of hundreds of prayer warriors across the nation who are awaiting your requests. Please email your prayer requests to kingdombif at gmail.com. Again, that's kingdombif at gmail.com. Thank you for your continuous support. For more M2G info, please visit our website at www.kbif.info. Again, that's www.kbif.info. You can also connect with Jerome Bouverette by following him on Instagram, Facebook, Periscope, and by subscribing to his YouTube channel, all at Jerome A. Bouverette. Thank you again for tuning in to Motivated to Greatness. Take the time today to discover your greatness within.